Ready? Hello. Hello. Ooh, okay. Alrighty. You ready? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Shit. Hold on. Hair out of the way. Hair out of the way. Uh, this is the first time I didn't put my hair in a clip, and that's because I straightened my hair today. <laughs> Gonna fall right out. Wear a headband or something. I know, but <laughs> the headphones are like a headband. Oh, that's fair. All right. You'll be all right. We'll, yeah. We got this. We got this. Confidence, love, energy. We're going to do this. <sighs> all right. And music in three, two, one. Hello, and welcome back to Chaotic Energy. I am your co-host, Maddie. And I'm your co-host, Sierra. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about all things cannabis. I'm going to be answering all the tough questions, and maybe... Oh, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I'm asking all of the tough (laughs) questions. (laughs) I'm hoping to maybe break a few stigmas, change a few minds, and help educate people. So, Mm -hmm. uh... Sierra, before we get into this, how was your week? It was eventful. Let me freaking tell you. (laughs) We had to go to a classic family party in Chicago. First one um, that I was invited to, like, with the family friends crowd of his dad's. Um, I've never seen so many 50 and 60-year-olds get so drunk that the literal group of five 20-year-olds were all up in the bedroom at 12 a.m. complaining that we could not get to sleep yet. <laughs> because oh my they goodness. were partying until 2 a.m. Like, it was insane. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then, to top it all off, because it was uh, his, um, husband's birthday, or dad's birthday, <sighs> his friends got him Ukrainian vodka. Oh, Wow. And oh boy, did that shit burn. I bet. uh, It, you know, it's one of those things where like, I'm never going to support Russia, but Ukrainian (laughs) vodka was something I never thought I would ever experience. So, yeah. But other than that, it was a really fun weekend. We did get super tired. We did have to sleep on the floor. Not the most comfortable situation. But to say it was eventful is, like, the least of it. Sounds like fun. I can't wait for the wedding. Oh, man. Sounds like the sandbox didn't know how to party. We literally added, like, eight more people to the guest list. Of course you did. Uh, you were going to run yourself out of there drive yourself crazy. Oh, literally. Literally. It's not even my fault. All right. But what about you? Oh, uh, boyfriend had a pretty rough work week so um things have been a little a little tougher on the household but it's okay um i uh, i'm just getting out running around the weather's starting to warm up a little bit so i'm uh hitting my trails again so i'm excited about running back out there uh work is interesting we have a a vote tomorrow for our union um we're all gonna go and vote no because the contract that they sent us was an absolute joke. Oh, man. And um, they're basically trying to scam us. So they basically want to get paid without offering us any benefit whatsoever. So it's fun. So I have to go drive an hour into Fairview and uh, go vote no and then drive an hour home. That and is ridiculous. Gas prices are $5 a gallon and I'm not getting paid for it. Jeez. Which, like, honestly, I might be like, y'all are paying for my del- for my lunch and for my coffee because <laughs> I drove a whole hour here for this nonsense because this is an absolute joke. Um, I've Don't been you miss those Zoom days where you could have just voted no <sighs> virtually. I wish, I wish, but they're offering me a fifty cent raise, which mm. will still put us all below what all the other employees are making. Oh my god. And then they're offering those employees a 3% raise. And then in a year, we'll all get another 3% raise. But there'll be still, like, a dollar gap between us. Yeah, that's still a wage gap. That doesn't mean it's anything better. And they're not offering, like, a better, like, any better rewards, any better anything. And, like, I know I'm just complaining, but it's it's really awful. And it's a total joke. And um, I cannot wait till June 
when we are out from underneath them and we can either contact a different one or just let you know the company do what it's doing with everybody else because they're Mm -hmm. all getting like massive raises and massive like increments in their like discount and other stuff like whatever and so and hopefully you know I'm also just manifesting a better job altogether Mm -hmm. um I've been making connections with a couple companies and hopefully here soon something will pop up and I can integrate into something a little better like corporate cannabis or something um yeah that's exciting so we'll see. We'll uh, we'll see. But I uh, I'm actually gonna be bragging about some of those companies later on in uh, in our interview. Ooh. So uh, mm. yeah, they're excited to hear me talk about it. I've been talking to them this morning after we launched the podcast, um, which today was official launch day, which is it so was, exciting. Oh my gosh, I was literally subbing these kids, and I was smiling ear to ear while they were freaking drowning during a like practice test. <laughs> and I was like our podcast was released I was so excited it's all been positive feedback which is super cool too Mm -hmm. um but yeah a couple of those companies reached out to me so they were excited for us and um yeah yeah so it's cool I love these relationships it's been nice um so yeah we'll see what happens I'm so excited for you thank you thank you and that's Um, exactly why us millennials literally complain about the workforce is because of this type of shit yeah, I mean, 100%. And just because, I mean, like, I don't know, I feel like after two years of the pandemic, we as people, as businesses, as whatever, should have learned a little something about the way that things were handled. And like, just because things are going back to normal doesn't mean that we should go back to old business practices. Like there are some things that are just kind of important. And caring about people and caring about people's mental health is mm-hmm. especially one of those things but mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into a massive corporate rant that is not what today is about today <laughs> is about the good medicine the happy happy drug the happy happy drug let's get into it right. uh, so before we start off with the happy happy drug I'm gonna ask you how did you even start doing cannabis like what what was your experience the very very first time that you smoked it so I was 14 mm-hmm. I was a uh, dating a boy of course always starts with a boy <laughs> um and my first hit was actually him inhaling on a blunt and then him kissing me and blowing the smoke into my mouth and then me oh, inhaling wow. it to my lungs and then blowing it out it was very weird. I don't even know if I did it right. I think I was high. I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like everyone's first experience is like either I had no feelings whatsoever or like it was the most stoned of my life and I thought I was going to die. And like, I don't know. It's kind of like in between. And I was mostly just didn't want to embarrass him or myself <laughs> because, you know, at 14, that matters. And like eventually, whatever, like, you know, he's a piece of garbage, but it is what it is. And um, Interesting. He, uh, he's actually kind of what got me into it was my ex, um, which is a big part of why we were together for so long. Okay. Um, but he would like, he grew his own and he sold in our area and made edibles. And I just kind of was along for the ride and was wow. just kind of a part of it because I was just associated with him. And even when he wasn't with me or we weren't together, like, I was still, like, smoking with friends or mm-hmm. hanging out with people who were still, like, associated with him, which is why him and I always got back together because I was just always around. Mm. And um, then eventually he moved out to Colorado to go to school, um, and I would go out to visit him, and we would go to, like, cultivation centers out there. Um, I helped him, like, trim one night in his stuff and so like I got to like actually like be in a cultivation center and like trim weed and that was really really cool um but yeah so it was mostly uh mostly thanks to him but I don't really uh think about him when I think about cannabis anymore I think about myself because uh it's not a matter of uh how we got here it's uh where we're going so exactly exactly which is so interesting because like from the experiences that I've known from people around me, they never dived into it, like, that deep like you did at such a young age. Like, they smoked, they did bongs, they did, like, the regular things, but they never really, like, dived into that type of culture. They just went through someone who went through someone and, you know, had a bit of weed to share around, you know? 
Yeah, I. So it's uh, really cool that you were like in that environment, and now you're like in this whole place and as this person. Like it really helped you go into what you like are doing now. Yeah, honestly, yeah. And I've always looked at it as medicinal. Um, mm-hmm. There was a church member that had cancer, and he was using it medicinally, and there was like a big deal about it in church and everybody talked about it and I asked probably a million questions because I had never really heard of this like I only ever knew about chemo and so like Mm -hmm. to find out that there was a different way to go about cancer especially knowing that like my family has a massive history of it knowing that like it's something that I'm probably going to go through knowing that I don't have to lose my hair knowing that I don't have to go through chemo that there's other options like that's really cool to me and so I asked a million questions and of course my mom was raised to believe that cannabis is the most evil thing on the entire planet so <laughs> yeah. when I read ask these things she's like oh no it's it's nothing it's only for you know like stupid stoners and people who want to lose their brain cells and blah 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 huh. whatever and so like she was pretty negative about it but I was still pretty intrigued because I was just like well if it's helping then how mm-hmm. is it hurting like that was kind of the thing and then you know she tried to compare it to like heroin and meth and other stuff which you know I later found out that's obviously not true Right. Um, and it actually has helped most addicts move away from their drug of choice. And cannabis is known to be able to help people with their addictions. But, you know, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mama's crazy. We accept that. We love her for that. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I always looked at it medicinally. And so kind of being in that culture and understanding it, uh, which is kind of a part of who I was from a pretty early start, um, mm-hmm. just because I just knew it as that it was something that was helpful and it helped me. Whenever I smoked it, it helped other people when they smoked it. I couldn't really see an issue with it except for, like, my mom having a problem with it and it being illegal. But mm-hmm. other than that, there was no problem. Like, <laughs> so, Okay. So when you're smoking and when you see other people, have you ever had, like, a bad reaction to it? Or, like, what are some of the feelings you feel with different types of smoking? Like, I know you do bonks. I know you do blunts and joints. And like- Do you want to hear about the worst trip I ever had? We can go into that first, yeah. So it was an edible trip. Okay. It was sm- or So I wasn't smoking, but it was edibles. It was still THC. Mm-hmm. I had never really done edibles before other than, like, homemade ones that my ex had made. Mm-hmm. So we went to a dispensary and bought a chocolate bar. It was 100 milligrams total, which means mm-hmm. that each piece was 10 milligrams. I assumed I could eat the entire chocolate bar. Because why couldn't I? No one explained tolerance to me. And I assumed the homemade edibles were probably as strong, if not stronger. Oh, no. So I took the entire chocolate bar and I thought I had fallen asleep. What actually happened was I kind of went to a state of um, paralysis. Oh, wow. And um, while I was laying there recovering, um, you know, the boys had left me alone with some water to Mm -hmm. get better. Um, I saw a cute little demon crawl out of the closet and uh, crawl towards me, um, laid on the bed, choked me. That was fun for a while. Um, And then I thought I fell asleep again. And I actually like woke up. And went upstairs and cooked dinner for everyone in the house at, like, 3 a.m. What? And um, woke all of them up to talk to me about astrophysics (laughs) and eat (laughs) pasta with me. (laughs) And then I went back to sleep. And then I woke up again at, like, 10 a.m. And I thought all of it was a dream. And it wasn't because they made me clean out the pots that I used for the dinner that I made. So, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, so I learned very quickly not to do that ever again. Um, most people probably would have deterred them from edibles, and it did deter me for a while, but um, now I love edibles again, so, mm. you know. But yeah, um, so that was my craziest trip story with edibles. Um, so that was fun. So, okay, back to that question, though. Like, do you have different reactions with different, uh, like, ways to enjoy cannabis like is there a different reaction for each type of way or is it all generally the same type of thing um it's definitely different my personal favorite is smoking uh bongs Mm -hmm. um I like the large inhalation of smoke I've also recently really gotten into dabbing which is uh heating up wax Mm -hmm. and inhaling it that way 
um, which is pretty much like a bong, but with a different type of THC, um, with like bowls and blunts and stuff like that. Like those are fine, and I don't mind them either. It's kind of what I started out on. Mm-hmm. But I, um, I prefer methods to which I can enjoy the cannabis more, especially whenever I'm picking out certain strains that like I know have a specific taste mm-hmm. or. Um, you know, smell or whatever that's supposed to be to it that I know has certain effects that I'm going to enjoy more of the bong because it's a slower inhalation than through a joint or through a bowl. Okay. So speaking of the different types of effects and different types of weed, I know there's sativa, indica, and hybrid. Can you explain each of those? Yeah. Um. So it's sativa, indica, and hybrid. Sativa, allegedly, is supposed to be um more energetic strains more uplifting strains Mm -hmm. um things that are going to kind of get you through the day then there are indica strains indica strains which are like put you in the couch is Mm kind of how we phrase it (laughs) they're more likely going to kind of bring you down they're going to wear your body out they're going to relax you they're going to help you sleep it'll just kind of calm your anxieties um calm whatever mental qualms you've got going on Mm -hmm. and a hybrid is pretty much any sort of combination of those two okay and most cannabis plants on the market are an actual hybrid most of them aren't pure sativas or indicas they've just been so grown out that at that point it's so hard to have like an original plant anymore and to strains may be completely different like blue dream and california and blue dream in illinois are probably not the same plant there's really no way to genetically test Mm -hmm. uh what the plant is it's just kind of whatever the grower decides to call it so most of those names are just stoners making shit up (laughs) like pineapple express (laughs) well that one was made literally specifically for the movie a grower went well if you get actual Pineapple Express, they went through the whole thing. But most people mm-hmm. just kind of cross a couple strains that represent the same ones as the movie. It's actually a pretty good strain, though. I, I get it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's his uh, favorite. It's his favorite movie, too. So, Oh, yeah. Big fan. Big fan of the movie over here, too. <laughs> all right. So let's see. If someone is brand new to cannabis, is it better to try it out with friends or alone? What age do you recommend? I mean... Kind of what do you feel like would be the best first experience for someone? Um, so legally, I have to say 21 <laughs> um, because I am a badged agent and I legally have to say that. But like, obviously, I started when I was 14, 15. Um, for a first timer, it kind of just is up to you. Um, and if you're prepared for it, um, mm-hmm. not everyone has a positive first reaction and not a lot of people have positive reactions just in general. There are people who are allergic to it. It's a plant like anything else. And so mm-hmm. um, there is a fear with that. And I don't know. I think the best way to do it is to just make sure that you are in a comfortable position. Um, and if you're doing it for like pain relief, like make sure that you're laying in bed or whatever it is um, and allowing yourself to relax. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, they get overly anxious when they do it because they're in a compromising position like in a backyard or in somebody's house or whatever and so their anxiety with what they're doing on top of you know adding the drug to it Mm -hmm. adds a little extra stimulant and it can cause paranoia and other things and can cause a bad reaction but I mean it also depends on your friends too sometimes I have bad friends who have shitty trips with me and sometimes I have great friends and a great time Mm mm-hmm um, but I think I've had probably every type of reaction. Um, most of it's just due to the type of strain. I've learned that there's a terpene called caryophylline that when it's in plants, it makes my heart race and it makes me nauseous. Hmm. So I try to avoid strains that are high in that because I know that, uh, I know that it doesn't work for me. So, so find your specific type then. How did you know which one was the one that like made you anxious and everything? Um, so one strain that I know for sure was Greenline OG, um, and I had bought it because one of my coworkers had suggested it and said that it was a really, really great strain. And so I was like, okay, cool. Fuck it. I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. And we smoked it and a boyfriend loved it. He thought it was super great, really enjoyed it. I was laying down feeling sick and nauseous and thought I was going to throw up and realized that 
didn't work. And then I tried another strain, I can't remember the name of it, that was also high in carophylline. And I started to kind of put the pieces together that what they all had in common was that terpene and hmm. figured it out. And I went, okay, cool. So I'm not really going to do stuff like that. And I still have strains or I still, you know, use strains that have it. And sometimes they get a little nauseous or whatever, but I usually try and counteract it with like an edible or mm-hmm. I'll smoke, like a, I'll mix it with another strain that are higher in other terpenes that I really like or other terpenes that I know calm me down. Okay. And that way it kind of counteracts those effects. And CBD is, you know, a massive help too. Mm-hmm. All right. So what's the uses? Like, is, does it come in just THC and just CBD or is it always mixed in? Like what is CBD? What is THC? So, all right, get ready for this big money word. Those are (laughs) called cannabinoids. Okay. And the plant is made up of probably over 100,000 cannabinoids, ranging from THCA to THCZ and Mm -hmm. CBDA to CBDZ. Um, Every single one of those can have some sort of different effect. Um, There's even like, CBN, CBG, CBL, CBO, like there's a million different cannabinoids, not a million, hundreds of thousands of cannabinoids. Mm-hmm. And there is also a cannabinoid system within your body. It's called the endocannabinoid system. It works within your nerves and it allows cannabis to basically do its job, which means yeah. that our bodies are pretty much made for cannabis. There's two different receptors. There's CB1 receptors, which basically affect the central nervous system, which is like your spine, and it helps relieve pain. Mm -hmm. And they attach to your CB2 receptors, which is the peripheral nervous system, which is your muscles, and it helps reduce uh, inflammation. So whenever THC gets into those, it fills those two receptors, and it allows basically healing of your body because it's basically made for it. Who would have thought another plant on this earth would actually be there to help us? Who knew? Right. Well, I feel like a lot of people knew, and that's why they made it illegal. <laughs> you know, big corporation that didn't want to capitalize on propaganda and just made it into something worse than it actually was. I mean, it was mostly 100% racism. Oh. Um, and the fact that Big Pharma knew that they couldn't compete. And so there's just a campaign to um, basically kick all the Mexicans out and their dirty little plant. And there was just a big stigma around cannabis for a very long time because of that, mm. that there was basically an anti-Mexico and anti-gang propaganda and turned into white people doing what white people do best, which mm. is, you know, scare everyone about everyone who's not white. But it's fine because we are working on destigmatizing. We are working on making it legal. We are working on making it better. I am, you know, trying to fight the good fight every day. So, mm. good. <sighs> All right. So, you talked about that big T word that I'm not going to try to pronounce. Um, what is all of that? Which ones? The tabinoids. Oh, endocannabinoids. The one that, like, uh... or terpenes. Yeah, terpenes. It's terpenes. Okay. Yeah, we can talk about terpenes. Let me get my terpenes chart out here. (laughs) Unfortunately, uh, listeners, we don't have video, so you can't see my incredible terpene chart, but I probably will post it on the Instagram when this episode goes live. It is a really good chart. I saw it. It's very colorful. (laughs) So I have... She's counting. I have eight. Sorry. Yes, I am counting. I have eight <laughs> of the top terpenes here on my chart. Um, so I'm just going to kind of go through each of them and what um, other types of like plants in the real world. Or I guess, okay, explain terpenes in the first place. Mm-hmm. So terpenes are the chemical compound that make up smell and taste in all things. All plants, um, fruits, vegetables, nuts, trees, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and these terpenes are also found in cannabis. And they allow for different effects to occur. So I'm going to uh, go through those. I don't have a list of effects on this chart, unfortunately, but I can get one. (laughs) But we will start with pining. It's one of the most commonly found. Mm -hmm. It smells like pine, obviously. Um, And it's going to be found in pine needles, rosemary, basil, parsley, and dill. 
Oh, I love those smells. Then um, for top strains that you'll find it in is going to be in Purple Kush, uh, Bay Dream, and AK-47. Interesting names. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then okay. there's Myrcene. Myrcene is going to be most commonly found in indica-based strains. It's going to help you sleep. It's one of the ones that I know probably the most about because it's one of the most common terpenes next to pinene. Mm-hmm. It smells of clove, earthy, and herbal. Um, you're going to find it in mangoes, lemongrass, thyme, and hops. Oh. And top strains for that is Granddaddy Purple, Amnesia, and Trainwreck. Then there is uh, limonene, which is going to have a citrus aroma. You're going to find that in fruit rinds like uh, lemon rind, lime rinds, orange rinds, in rosemary, juniper, and peppermint. And the top strains for that is Hindu Kush, Lemon G, and Strawberry Banana. Then there's Caraphylline, which is personally one that I'm not a big fan of, but that's okay. <laughs> it's um, a peppery, spicy, woody, and clovey smell. You're going to find it in black pepper, cloves, and cinnamon. And I think that's also why I don't like it, because I don't think me and cinnamon vibe very well. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love cinnamon and stuff, but there are times where it kind of makes me sick and itchy. So, mm-hmm. you know. But then there is linalool. That's the floral one. That's what you're going to find in lavender. So it's going to be very relaxing. Um, and that's going to be found in kosher kush, romulan, and sour kush. Then there's humulene, which is a woody and earthy aroma. You're going to find that in hops, coriander, cloves, and basil. And those are found in Black Cherry OG, Death Star, and Girl Scout Cookies. Hmm. Then there's osamine, which is a sweet herbal and woody aroma. It's found in mint, parsley, pepper, basil, mangoes, orchids, and kumquats. It's known in Sensei Star, Durban Poison, and Silver Bubble. And Durban Poison is actually a very good strain. Hmm, okay. And then there is terpenaline, which is a piney, floral, and herbal smell. It's in nutmeg, tea tree, conifers, apples, cumin, and lilacs. And it is found in Dutch tree, ghost train haze, and agent orange. So those are kind of like the, the top uh, kind of work their way in cannabis. And each one has different effects. Like Mercine helps with sleeping. Linalool, I know, helps with uh, easing anxiety. Um... I think it's awesomeine and humulene help really well with, like, um, inflammation and um, helping with, like, lung health, mm-hmm. um, which seems counterintuitive when you're smoking it. But, like, it, you know, that smoke inhalation does kind of add to the bloodstream in your lungs, and it does improve your lungs even though you're inhaling smoke. It seems counterintuitive, but it does work, which is no, why people can really cool. smoke cannabis for years and not be sick compared to, like, how cigarette smokers are. Mm-hmm. No, that's so cool. Like, I, you know me, like, me only being introduced to, like, the drinks, and that's it. So, knowing that there's so much more of this background, it's insane. And I- now they even do terpene shots. So, like, right now I have two mercine shots downstairs. Wow. Um, and so, basically, what I would do is, like, if boyfriend and I wanted to, we could both drink one and then, like, smoke the – or, you know, hit the bong or smoke a blunt or whatever. And it would – supposedly, it's supposed to help increase the, like, elevation of the high and help build it because that mercine is going to kind of be producing the high with you. And those added mm-hmm. terpenes will kind of make it a better environment or whatever. I don't know. That's but it's very so cool. cool. We started to, like, terpene shots a few months ago, and I thought that was very cool. Oh, my gosh. That is literally so cool. So with all of that, like, what would you want to see improve in the cannabis industry? And then what would you like to see, like, what have you noticed has decreased? Um, so two things that I want to see. I want to see more women and people of color okay. in uh, places of positions, like higher CEOs. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see more of that just because I feel like especially people of color, uh, the cannabis industry has kind of been built off their backs. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones who have been in trouble for it the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I also would like to see all prisoners incarcerated for nonviolent cannabis uh, charges to be released mm-hmm. because there are people who have been in prison for 25 years for less than five grams. Mm-hmm. And 
every time I think about it, it literally makes me want to ball my eyes out. Um, and, uh, I, uh, there's a program called last prisoner project that we donate money to as a dispensary. I'll probably put the link in our link tree as well. So if people want to donate, um, to them, it's an incredible cause. They build money up to basically get the money to get people out of prison. They get them their lawyers and everything so they can make their parole and get them out of prison for good. And then once they're out of prison, they help them find cars and get their lives back on track after being stolen from them for usually really 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 shitty things and usually it's something like there's some who are like literally less than five grams Mm -hmm. like you know we sell an ounce a day well an ounce per person a day like Mm -hmm. you know my allotment is 30 grams of flour five Mm -hmm. grams of wax and 500 milligrams of edibles like and these people are getting out of here for less than five grams of weed that was probably for personal use but they claimed it was for intent to sell and now they've been in prison for 25 years and like that is just it's awful and it's so heartbreaking and undeserved Mm -hmm. and um so those are two things that I definitely want to see improved Mm -hmm. um there's probably other things too like um pricing and taxes and (laughs) whatever but um yeah but something I would like to see less of, was that what you said? Yeah. Um, God. I would like to see just less of the corporate greed. Um, okay. There are a lot of people who have been within the community and who have been a part of the cannabis community who have kind of created the culture and created everything that we have. And a lot of people with CEO or a lot of CEOs with whatever degrees and whatever backgrounds have kind of just scooped up cannabis companies because they have the money to do so. And it's mm-hmm. not really because they care about the plant, but they, or the people, they just care about the profits that they're making. And mm-hmm. um, I'd like to see a little less greed in the cannabis industry and a lot more um, appreciation. I like that. That organization though, like that's amazing what they do. Yeah. LPP is super incredible um their instagram is last prisoner project they are oh they're just amazing i'm such a huge fan of them i've uh, been talking about them literally since day one of my job when i found out about them and i have not stopped talking since um i do have a small little dream of mine to eventually host my own philanthropy gala um that would benefit lpp so that is something that i'm manifesting into the world and that's a baby i'm trying to create so and i can't wait to see you do that because i will be the first one to buy a ticket to that gala I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm you know it takes time. And it takes a lot of energy and money and everything, mm-hmm. but hopefully you know with enough support for LPP and just whatever we can make the dream become true. So That's it'll be exciting. Oh. That's amazing. I need to like process that because that was just like. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so speaking of like monetary, what? does Illinois compare to as in like Colorado and California mm. oh it's I mean Illinois is um, basically the way that I explain to my customers uh, when they get a little frustrated with me about Illinois cannabis is mm-hmm. um you know there's a difference between a 10 year old kid and a two-year-old kid Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the 10-year-old kid probably knows how to fold their own laundry. They may even know how to do dishes. They, you know, can take care of themselves. They are functioning enough. You know, mm-hmm. they probably need a little help, but they're functioning enough. Where a two-year-old can't mm-hmm. do any of those things. They're not capable. Most of them are maybe walking at that point. I don't know how babies age. Um, but, you know, <laughs> two-year-olds don't do a whole lot. You know, they're maybe talking, right? Like, but whatever but like talking by one but yeah (laughs) you know whatever I don't know anything I was talking like four months old because I'm a psychopath so you know whatever um but basically sit there like you know there's a massive difference between like a 10 year old and two year old and so like if you can understand that then you can understand the difference between like 10 year old legislation and two year old legislation Mm -hmm. we only were we just went recreational January of 2020 where California has been legal since 98 Right. Oh, so oh, oh, I'm getting my dates mixed up. But very early on in the game, they've been doing it for much longer than we have. And mm-hmm. while Illinois had the opportunity to look in their neighbor's backyard 
and see how those states are doing things, they chose not to. Mm-hmm. They chose instead to take the path as if they were the first state ever to legalize cannabis. Because yeah. Illinois does that with just things in general. Like, they'll release something. We'll be like, yeah, we know. 15 other states have done it. And they're like, no, no, no. We are announcing this law. And it's like, <laughs> all right, JB, feel special up on your throne. <laughs> and I just, you know, it's it's all fine. But, um, I mean... Colorado in general is just a beautiful state. Everything about it is beautiful. The people, the plants, the mm-hmm. the world around it is just, you know, it's incredible. I, uh, I've actually never experienced California weed. Um, I hope to one day, but I've uh, never been to California, so I, I got to work my way out there. But Michigan weed, great, fantastic. Love that <laughs> shit. And it's very cheap. It's so cheap. Like, same more than half of what it is in Illinois. Yeah, because you were explaining that whole tax thing before we started. So, like... Yeah. That, uh, like, like, So, it can be up to 35%, mm-hmm. um, and that's based on a scale, which is based off the THC percentage, which the THC percentage was created as a marketing tool to be able to tax people. So, Illinois has an 11% sales tax, I believe, mm-hmm. in general. Um and then the recreational tax is somewhere between like, so like six and fifteen percent, and then the uh, like there's like another like state cannabis tax, and that's like seventeen to twenty percent, and that can be like so like I was telling you, there's like the product called a honey bucket, which is three point mm-hmm. five grams of wax. The product sells for about two seventy pre-tax and then after tax it's about 330 to 340 which is just such an insane amount of money mm-hmm. and um yeah it's just it's so crazy but um hopefully with the new competition that's coming in in the next five years we'll really see a drastic change in illinois cannabis mm-hmm. um, but for now it's still very prestigious and still very secluded and it's still very much a private club Mm-hmm. And until it gets opened up more, um, this is just how it is. Wow. All right. So, with you being in the into the industry, what's the next step you would want to take to advance in the career? Um. So I'm not entirely sure. I um. I've actually been looking for new jobs, or at least just kind of been browsing around, kind of seeing what's out there. Mm-hmm. Um. I. I mean, growing would just be nice because it would just be easy. Um, but if I were to do something more in the public, I think I would want to do something that's either around, like, event planning mm-hmm. um, or just corporate in general and kind of convincing companies and dispensaries to just kind of be better people. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just being able to, like, um, talk with can- uh, other cannabis brands and connecting cultivators and dispensaries and getting small market people kind of on the map and mm-hmm. being able to kind of create what Colorado and California has done for cannabis, which is really kind of like integrate into people's lives and make it to where it's not a weird thing. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I say all the time and I've been rejected for other jobs because I work at the dispensary, but a lot of times they're just freaked out by it. But, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know why it's better for me to go out to work with my coworkers and get super sloppy drunk with them during cocktail hour. Mm-hmm. And it's also not okay to go home and smoke a blunt with them. Like, I don't know how those two things are different. And more times than not, I'm probably going to behave 10 times more when I'm high than I would when I'm drunk. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't understand how happy hours with alcohol are seemed appropriate or like are deemed appropriate but smoking with your coworkers isn't and just smoking cannabis in general isn't like I would love to see lounges open up all over the state like it would just be cool to see that would but be there's just still a fear around it and that fear is just people not wanting to educate themselves mm-hmm. so speaking of education your Instagram you are like becoming a little cannabis influencer on attempting to attempting Attempt, to which I love but like your consistent posts and your stuff is really informative too so like tell me do you want to branch out and do more of the content creation or are you going to just continue posting the way you do like do you want um 
it to be like bigger I guess um I think I've always kind of wanted to do content creation Mm -hmm. um despite my YouTube channel failing I really loved doing that kind of stuff and making Mm -hmm. videos and eventually I'd like to find that spark again to be able to do it um but I you know I've figured out how to use canva for the first time so mm-hmm. that was pretty exciting and you know me once I get on a passion project I uh <laughs> I tend to do it until my fingers bleed and then I get sick of it and move on to the next thing but um I think I am going to continue to work on especially just the education part of it and continue to build that up and mm-hmm. at least maybe be able to show that to companies and say like hey I'm doing this already like let me do it for you and for a lot of money <laughs> and yeah, um I get that because like that's legit how other content creators start and you're doing something that like you don't really see a lot of cannabis based Instagram like influencers you know what I mean like, yeah I know you follow a few and I've seen a couple of their posts as well but like it's not a generalized genre like travel or lifestyle or motherhood or like you know that sort cited like that type of thing for sure. And it's definitely scary because, I mean, there's it's still technically illegal. Mm-hmm. So there's still the fear of, you know, it, there's a massive risk to it. But the reward and the payoff for it is honestly even better just because mm-hmm. it's something I care about and something I'm passionate about and something I love. Mm-hmm. And despite, you know, being told no a million times, I am still 100% about it. Mm-hmm. It's one part that I have never been like, yeah, no, this is the bad thing in my life. It's been the one consistently good thing in my life. I probably since I was 15, like best relationship I've ever had mm-hmm. is my relationship with cannabis. And <laughs> that probably makes me sound a little bit like an addict and maybe I am whatever, but I, uh, I really appreciate who I am when I have that wellness under control. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. No, see, let's like the simple of those that like, when people don't understand about cannabis is that, like, it's not just a, like, gateway drug. Because it's not. Like, people had that misconception for years. Like, we had D.A.R.E. programs as kids, you know. But there are multiple, mi- like, millions of people that literally just use cannabis both medicinally and recreationally and don't have that urge for something else, you know. Agreed. Agreed. And um, a lot of parents now are finding that it's helping, you know, kids with autism and it's mm-hmm. helping kids with other disorders. Mm-hmm. And they're finding that like low dose edibles are kind of really bringing people back to, you know, yeah. just homeostasis pretty mm-hmm. much. And that's kind of what the endocannabinoid system is even just about altogether. It's just about mm-hmm. bringing your body back to kind of like a base zero. Which is crazy you bring that up because like, me, I never had it, but my mother, I know for her story at least, she started at 18, and it was literally because she was stressed out about finals, and my grandfather gave her a joint and said, calm down, smoke, <laughs> and that's how she started smoking, and that's how she started smoking with him, and so, like, he would always say, I'm not going to support your cigarette habit, but they would literally always have that connection of smoking weed together, And while they were already close, it was just another thing for them. So, like, it's crazy how back then that would have been so taboo for someone to find out that my grandfather did that. But now it's like, oh, that's, like, a legit good reason to give your kids something when they're stressing out. Right. Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, it's it's so incredible. And it's just... It's life-changing for some people. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a product called RSO that is literally called the cancer killer like there are there are some really incredible products out there and it's doing some really incredible things and we're just moving and progressing so slowly to try and figure it out and so like you know the cannabis people who have known forever how great it is like we know we've been there but we have to get everybody else on board and believe it and it's we're getting there it's just taking a lot of time and hopefully eventually We'll, uh, we'll have the, the federal legalization that we need. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, it's mostly worldwide at this point. There's only a few countries that don't have it fully legalized. So, oh, yeah. I hope definitely in our, light- our lifetime we see it. I really do. Because, like, we've already seen that growth. We've already seen it pass that, like, taboo state in a lot of places. 
So to continue to see like that progress, I'm really excited as someone like from the outside and then having you who is literally in the industry, it's going to be interesting. And I'm going to be really like excited and like enjoy it, you know? Agreed. I am. Um, I hope it happens soon. You know, it's the one thing that Joe Biden promised us. So <laughs> he promised us a lot of things. We're still looking at student loans. Well, yeah, true, true, true. Student loans and weed. That's yeah. honestly, if he just did those two things, like he could die and it'd be fine. And we could just <laughs> have it. We just Kamala be president and it'd be fine. We and are we're not move on. the president to be off. To, let's just oh, no, I'm not. Play. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, you know, like the phrase, like, die a happy man. Um, yeah. I think we all would be okay yeah. <laughs> as a nation uh, if he just did the weed and the student loans. And mm-hmm. moved on. Not that I wish him any ill will. Wonderful <laughs> person. Great man. We love Joe Biden. Just but um, promises, dude. <laughs> just give me, just give me weed. Just give me weed, bro. Just give it to me. <laughs> just give me the money to satisfy my loans and I'm good. Or even just make them go away. I don't care. <laughs> Um, so before we wrap up, I do want to highlight a few of my favorite products yes, and I was gonna ask you um, what I consider the, like the top brands mm-hmm. in Illinois at the okay. moment. Okay. So, um, number one is the PTS tonic. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I've made you drink them or maybe no, I don't think you've gotten tonics. I think you've just gotten cans, right? We'll talk about cans too. Yeah. I've only had cans. But tonics are phenomenal. They are a juice-based edible. They have, like, uh, six or seven different flavors. I uh, I post their stuff on my uh, cannabis Instagram all the time. Um, My two personal favorite flavors are their mango pineapple and their cucumber watermelon. They are so good. And they also create popsicles. Wow. Yeah. So those are fantastic as well. John and – or boyfriend and I had those – over the summer during like fourth of july and stuff like that and they're just they're so good very very good so um those are incredible um they are 100 milligrams we have um ones that are just thc we also have ones that are thc and cbd mm-hmm. both are very very good then the next product are cans and cans are huge everywhere they have like over 100 celebrity endorsements right now they're amazing. Oh, my God. They are incredible. They use um, transgendered models for all mm-hmm. of their packaging. Um, they are really, really cool. They have two different styles. They have their low-dose and their high-boys. The low-doses mm-hmm. are um, four milligrams of THC, two milligrams of CBD, mm-hmm. and their high-boys are five milligrams of THC total. Um they are super, super cool. They're an alternative to drinking. They are basically kind of the destigmatization of alcohol mm-hmm. and cannabis in general and basically being like, you can still go out and have a good time and not have to get drunk. Um, I really enjoy them, especially when I am also drinking. Mm-hmm. I know you're not supposed to consume alcohol and cannabis at the same time. I have been doing it for a very long time and nothing bad has ever happened to me. I'm not saying that you should do it. I'm just saying for me personally... I have find or found the combination that works. Do you have a favorite flavor of can? I either like the grapefruit rosemary or the yuzu elderflower. That's my favorite. It's yuzu, and then I like the lemon lavender. Lemon lavender is good. It tastes a little bit like a candle for me, so uh, it's hard for me to kind of get over it. But the orange ones are not bad either. Mm. I haven't tried the cranberry sage, but I've heard very good things about it. Oh, I did try cranberry sage. It was delicious. And then for um, the best flower in the market, I would say is either Columbia Care or Revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them have really, really great strains. They taste great. Uh, Revolution puts their ter- terpene content on their packaging, which is very cool because very few cultivators do that. Oh, wow. Um, and Columbia Care was originally just medical, and then they just moved over to the recreational side of things. They are so good. They have a cartridge called the Dole Whip, and it tastes exactly like the pineapple ice cream. Like, really? To a T. It's so good. Every time it's in stock, I buy, like, three of them. <laughs> um, and then, speaking of cartridges, I can't go through this whole episode without talking about my favorite brand in the entire world. And I wish they would give me money for how much <laughs> I talk about them, but it's okay. I love AeroPro so much. I could not say better things about them 
Um, I actually accidentally got an AeroPro battery, like, right when recreation started two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, because boyfriend had bought it without realizing, like, what it was. Like, I think there was just a flavor we wanted to try, and we didn't realize that it was, like, a whole special thing. Oh, okay. So we just accidentally got the battery and then tried it, and it was cool. We loved it. The battery mm-hmm. vibrates to let you know that it's working. So that there's no, like, confusion. And so, like, it's very, very cool. And they're, like, sleek pin-style batteries. And they magnetize to the cartridge. So you don't ever have to worry about your screws, like, misaligning. Because it just slides into the magnet. Very cool. They have so many different strain series. Like, they have live resin series. They have terpene series. Like, they have so many cool different things about them. They're, like, hundreds of flavors. They have... Thousands of battery colors. That's probably an exaggeration. <laughs> they have several battery col- or battery colors that like match everything, like oranges, blues, greens, pinks, whites, purples. Like so cool, and they just taste very nice. They're the closest thing to a nicotine vape. And as someone who gave up smoking cigarettes and nicotine, now we are almost two years sober. Aww. Um. You know, it's a very nice alternative to me to, you know, kind of avoid that nicotine smoking while still having those feelings. And it Mm -hmm. really, really helped break my nicotine habit. I uh, have not had a cigarette or anything. I had one puff like a couple months ago when I was drunk, but honestly, I kind of regretted it the minute I did it and haven't done something, anything since. So that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, that was cool. But like AeroPro is definitely a big hand in helping break that addiction, which just goes to show that cannabis helps break addictions and not start them. <laughs> or at least just in my case. Maybe it's not for everybody, but in my experience, it helped me break a bad habit. That's amazing. I Oh, my gosh. This whole episode, like, I've never learned so much about wood <laughs> without being around someone that is literally puffing it in my face. So, <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> um. And then we could also get into, like, topicals and tinctures, but honestly, we probably could just have another episode where we talk about other stuff, too. But topicals and tinctures are very cool. Big fan of those as well. Um, Oh, I do know that we go through the pills that you guys sell. Um, Oh, the 1906 drops. Oh, I could have a whole episode on just them alone. Yep, the love, (laughs) the bliss, the, like, sleepy one. Absolutely adore, like. I take, like, two bliss and a chill every day, and it's, like, a Xanax, and uh, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. The loved ones, I'm going to say they work. Yes, they do. Yes, <laughs> they do. Oh, and yeah. uh, I'm just going to let you guys look up 1906 Love Drops and let you figure out the rest. <laughs> yep, that's, that's basically, yep. <laughs> Alrighty, oh, ready yeah. to wrap this up? Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening to me talk your ear off about cannabis. <laughs> Come and join the conversation over on Instagram at Chaotic Energy Pod. DM us over there. Send us our questions. Whatever you want to do, I will do a whole Q and A on our story. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about it. Let's you know figure stuff out. Somebody um, ask different questions than I do too. I want to know more. Yes, absolutely. I will continue to educate. Um, or you can send your questions to us at chaoticpod1 mm-hmm. at gmail.com. That is just the number one. We'd love to have a conversation with you. We want to keep talking about this. This is, you know, something I love to talk about and <laughs> we'll continue to talk about probably till the day I die. So, uh, yeah. I, uh, I'm your co-host, Maddie. And I'm your co-host, Sierra. And this has been Chaotic Energy. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.